Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Hosts at Home. This week we're going to be talking about the dreaded slow season and how that affects our business and cash flow. However, on the other side, we'll be talking about how we're onboarding our latest new employee. Ooh, we've got a new purchase again. Mm, very cool. Um, we'll be touching on our HMO and where we're at with that. And we've got the best, the pest and our topic of the week which is staging and photography. Hey, I'm Laura. And this is Ed. Give us a ring if you're looking for a bed. I started putting properties on Airbnb. And now I've left my job because I'm earning bare pee. Location, location. I see E and C. Started with none. Now we got 50. Pick up the keys and off we go. After we set up, looks like a grand design show. If you're looking to become a property master, then give us a like and download the podcaster. Let's look at this four bed. Can we make it a six? Call up the broker, get our DIP fixed. We're scaling up quick, our portfolio. SA units and now HMOs. You won't get planted. Yeah, that's what they said. We are your hosts, Laura Dad. <laughs> yeah, nice. So... I said I would recap, but at the end of last week, we left you on a cliffhanger because we were going to a rage room, weren't we? Um, so I thought I'd give you a breakdown on that. It was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, it's such good fun. I don't think we expected no. to enjoy it as much as we did. I know I keep saying this to you, but like when we went in, basically, it's just like a plain room with loads of stuff in, and you've got like bats and bottles and baseball bats, and you can just... They literally just smash it up. And I was like, oh, yeah, like you said, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to love this. There was a big printer in the middle of the room. I just picked it up and threw it on the floor. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And, like, we were throwing bottles at each other, weren't we? And, like, baseball battling in them in the air. It was so much fun. We'll have to put some pictures up on your... um, I don't think we put any yeah, of that. Very we? relevant. I'm, I'm sure it's how guests treat our apartment sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just trash it. Airbnb. Yeah. Oh. Cheap rage room. <laughs> uh, but I hope you guys have all had a good week. Um, so we'll, we'll start off with the negatives and then we get happier as we go through. So obviously we've come into December and January, which is our slow season, isn't it? Um, I just want to to kind of have a chat with you about how, how that affects our business, really. Yeah, I think we're, we've scaled so fast, so we are approaching this in a completely different light and situation, I suppose, as to where we were last year. I do recall last year me panicking. I really was yeah. panicking. I only had, like, three or four units, though, uh, and now we've got ten times that, more than ten times that. Um, so I think... I promised myself last year that I wouldn't panic, and I'm not panicking, but it seems to feel like this is, we've fallen off the edge a bit here, and I spoke to other experienced operators, and they are also in the same boat, where the decline and occupancy rates, you know, in terms of our booking, it is fairly significant, it's a fairly significant quick, sharp fall off, um, and I did anticipate this, you know, I put up a video up on our Instagram to say, look, you need to be careful, because... Yeah. Bookings will not be the same. Your revenue will decline, um, and a lot of your fixed overheads are obviously staying the same. In fact, we're we're having landlords pushing our rents up. So mm. um, electricity bills have gone up. You know our fixed overheads have gone up, and then this year our revenue has certainly gone down. 
I think there's a lot more people in the market and then maybe generally people just aren't booking as much. So the squeeze on the margin is very scary to look at on the balance sheet when you're looking forward ahead at our calendars um, and what we anticipate to bring in versus what we're used to bringing in really. Mm. Um, but that's why I put a video as to, to, to be mindful of your cash flow and with all the profits that we made throughout summer, we think yeah. and advise people Cut to back a bit. yeah to have a nice buffer zone ready for the winter. That's not to say that it's um, not horrible, basically, you yeah. know. But the the business we're in it is very cyclical. Despite whether you're um, in for contractors because they all go home mid mid December, yeah. so that hits us big time. Um, and then leisure and guest stays throughout December, Jan and Feb. Obviously, not many people wanting to go out and explore much of the UK, really. Or holiday lets have took an absolute hit. <laughs> really bad hit, haven't they? Yeah. Worse than I anticipated as well. So, yeah. Um, just to be mindful of the fact that slow season sucks. <laughs> it sucks, but you need to prepare. You need to prepare for it, really. Yeah. Because it's, it's not like it's not well known. It, it's, you know, it is cyclical. And, you know, if you prep for it, then you get through it, then you'll be fine. But I also felt the same this time last year. It's just that, you know, like I said, the difference is we're, we're talking tens of thousands yeah, and they're approaching off. into a hundred thousand, which is what is crazy, if I'm honest. That is crazy, just saying that out loud. Never thought we'd be here <laughs> and there, but that's the truth. Um, and also, we're buying a lot still. Yeah, so and I was we have say a lot of ex- we, we, that's why we're doing the HMOs and stuff, isn't it? Really, because we're looking at different ways where we can get yeah more set cash flows. Yeah, and reoccurring. Just, it's not seasonal. The HMO yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. and the yeah SA stuff's amazing at bringing in money and the cash flow in the summer. Like you said, it's just us wising up now, isn't it? Yeah, bits. exactly. Diversifying. Um, but yeah, I think it's just one thing that I know everyone talks about and everyone knows, but it's until you actually see it and run the business for yourself is how steep the fall off actually is. Because mm. um, don't get me wrong, through summer, you know, we're, we're hitting 30k profit months, uh, which is absolutely insane. And if I'm honest, I've not looked ahead at the numbers, but we had a quick look at the calendars, didn't we? And they look pretty bleak. <laughs> um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd take, I think, from freeballing right now, I'd take breaking even um, boom, mm. in December, Jan maybe. Um, I don't know. We'll run checks. I'm not particularly too concerned, but it's not nice knowing that you're not going to be making these profits that you you, you kind of get used to. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. Um, next topic is onboarding our latest employee. And <laughs> she's sat next to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really cool. I think we've touched on it before, how Law is going to be coming uh, part of Hinkley Homes. We've had a training day today, haven't we? We had a training day today. I blackmailed Ed to go for a walk with me. That was the T's and C's. I'd sit and learn in the afternoon if you'd let me go for a walk. Yeah, that is true. Um, (laughs) Like little duck. Good productive day. There's obviously a lot to go through, but... Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, I've started picking bits up now, which is nice. Yeah. Like just little things. We we're saying you you went to a, um, one of your mentor days on Friday with Mark, yeah. And you weren't touching your phone, and loads of stuff was coming through. And I, I keep I've been looking at it for ages, but I just don't get involved because I'm like I don't know when to and what to start doing. And I was like, oh, sod it, I'm gonna go for it. You're not here. Let's just have a go. And 
sorted out a load of problems. It was really cute because when you came back out, you were like, you've done really well, you've done all the right things. And I was all like, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I think maybe for context, it might be good for the listeners to understand what a day might look like. Mm. I went for a mentorship day with with uh, Mark Winship, a legend. Really cool, enjoyed it. Um, and for me to get the most value out of that, I put my phone to one side and... Um, Laura's now in in the group chats with our various housekeeping teams across the UK um, and also has like Airbnb, Booking.com, etc. on her phone. So as you can see, comms from the guests and then also the comms going back out to our housekeeping teams. Um, and I think we had a few issues, didn't we, on that one day? Yeah, uh, three things, didn't we? A guest left with a broken window. Yeah. The lock the to Rodney like Street. automatic. Uh, digital lock. Digital, digital lock, lock, yeah. To and the building wasn't working or it was constantly opening closing. Yeah. Um, and we thought guests hadn't checked out. Yeah. Places. Yeah, so a few things. And not only did you resolve them, but I was really impressed with the fact that you resolved them quite pragmatically. You know, I saw that you asked our housekeepers to send you the uh, model name and serial number of the lock. And then you gave it a quick Google to see if there's any common fault codes that you could easily um, easily sort there and then. And then you rang the suppliers direct to see if they could help. And then after that is when you then spoke to a locksmith to see if then they could help. Um, which for me is really impressive because if you immediately go to just the easiest solution is getting someone out to sort mm. it, you might be faced with a... Yeah, uh, you know, two hundred, three hundred pound bill for something that could easily have been sorted if you just looked a little bit into it. So it wasn't just the fact that you sorted it; it was the method, methodical um, process and procedures that you went through, just intuitively as well. I've not told you to do any of that, which was, you know, I was really, really impressed. Uh, not sound. Thanks, babe. Yeah, it was just <laughs> cool. It was nice. It was good, and I have no doubt you're just gonna. So we want law to take up a lot of the SA stuff for mm-hmm. me because. Um, in truth, guys, having done it at the scale I've done it at, it really starts to get on you. Like, it's really taking its toll on me, um, especially when all I want to do is look forward into how we can develop and grow further, uh, new opportunities. So um, I was really reluctant to have Laura on board as part of the team because the ultimate goal is to have me and Laura out of employment and out from our business. But it got to a point where I was like, I really need you. I've been wanting to be in it as you well. Have. Like you I have. think that's what's great about us. Like the things you don't enjoy doing, I will enjoy doing. Yeah. Like I like managing problems and sorting things people. out. Being quick, I like people. Yeah. And I'm not a moody person. Not that person. you don't like people, but <laughs> you're like, oh, I just don't got time for this, and I'm like, well, I I would. Yeah, I think that's it. I th- it's hard to offer, you know, the level of service that I want to give and yeah, do as one person. when there's so much other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, as one person. So, yeah, really excited for that. And yeah, we do. Yeah, you're going to be a beast. Yeah. So we had something really cool, another just super cool thing happen this week, and we've potentially got a new purchase again, haven't we? Yeah, man, I don't even think it's potential. I think well, this yeah. is in motion. Do you want to explain the situation? Yeah, so I was obviously um, in Somerset on the HMO refurb we're doing. I try and do uh, at least Monday to Wednesday, uh, ideally Monday to Thursday, depending on what we've got going on, um, down there, try and be involved, lap up the learning. You know, I've said it all before here. Um, Now, I was out getting... 
I think I might have been on a viewing, you know. And on the way back, I bumped into an old neighbour from when I lived down there. Um, and he started talking to me, saying, I've heard, you you know, you're getting on really amazing. You're doing great, doing big things. You're in property, etc. Um, we're actually selling our house. Are you interested? And <laughs> this is next door to the uh, one of the existing HMOs that we've already got. And I know the floor plan is the exact same. So I was like, hell yeah, yeah I'm very interested. <laughs> I'm super interested. And he's like, okay, well, um, we've not really onboarded any agents or anything yet, but we did have it valued at the start of the year at 275 grand. Um, if that's an indicator, um, you know, are you, are you, are you, you know, how serious are you about wanting to buy this? And I was like, mate, yep. I'll, I'll buy it off you. <laughs> 275 grand. I really like him as well. Yeah, so I'm not going to lowball the hell out of him. Um, 275 grand is a fair price. We paid 270 for one very similar uh, at the start of the year. Um, I think 275 is a fair price. And the returns it will generate us, I know that that floor plan, you know, I know it'll provide fantastic returns for us just as a straight HMO. So a simple conversion, we just need to get it up to license in spec, you know, fire doors, fire alarm, um, and emergency lighting, basically. Not really a massive chance to increase the valuation and then hope to pull out on a commercial val or anything like that, but a good, effective, fairly easy way for us, knowing what we know, to bag ourselves another 1.5k profit a month on a HMO, you know, tenancy for, for 12 months and then ongoing. So really excited about that. His wife is a solicitor. Um, so I think we'll process yeah, that quick. really quickly. Yeah, really quickly. Um, so yeah, just when I thought, <laughs> just when we were really reflecting on our year, I suppose, because we're picking up oh, keys yeah. to another HMO conversion in two weeks and we've slipped in another one before the end of the year. So properties life is changing drastically all the time when i look back on 12 months six months on months um so yeah mad madness really happy about that we'll Another keep HMO. you in the loop we'll keep you in the loop yeah we'll boy cool how's stuff. your i had the pleasure of visiting you this week didn't i um, I had a couple of days working from home so i came down to do some vids and stuff for you uh, at, the HMO um, refurb. at the hmo refurb got to get a bit stuck in didn't i you Ed did. sent me on the worst <laughs> mission ever. I'm quite like a... Don't know what the word is. Like, I'm quite like... Not a girly girl. Like, I really want to prove myself that I'm like equal and can do every anything. I'm like, yep, yeah, I can do it, I can do it. And um, we were insulating the underneath of the floor, weren't we? And it was like a tiny little gap. Ed was like, none of the boys want to do it. It's a horrible job. Like, I'm just going to do it and get on with it. And then he came back in the kitchen and was like, there's loads of spiders under there. I can't do it. And I was like, <laughs> I'll do it. Get out of the way. And like, it's so funny because Ed put his camera under there to film me. And I like shuffled basically underneath the floor. So it's like... It's underneath the floorboards. Underneath it's the floorboards. Basically, you did. It was, you 100% yeah. did that. And yeah. then pulled like this insulation out. Yeah, so it's just uh, yeah. foil foiled blanket insulating uh insulation material we've got and you know you were lay on your back weren't you on the whole <laughs> damp muddy horrible cobwebby floor I had goggles on in a mask goggles mask yes yeah, size uh, suit on like hazmat suit yeah as well funny you were under there pulling I felt it like through. a fireman you know when they have to do like the cruel space challenges I was, I was prepped to save your life because <laughs> it's dark and i don't know how you 
didn't feel super claustrophobic. Like I knew I was like panicking. <laughs> I already mapped out where I thought your head was. I was like, right, I'm gonna <laughs> smash through this floorboard, right, and just drag her out. give her a pocket to breathe and drag her out. Yeah, and I was just constantly talking to you. I was like, Lord, just you know, are, are every you five okay? seconds confirmation you're okay. You're just like, shut up, Ed. And I'm like, well, how are you breathing? There's, you know, unfortunately we had to bail out because the the space was so tight you couldn't pull the insulation over yourself with you on your back in there, could you? Um, so we had Say to, what it was. We had to mission Say what abort. it got stuck on. We had to mission abort. <laughs> we had to mission abort. Laura's trying to tell me to tell you guys that it got stuck on her boobs. It and did. she's really pleased with it. <laughs> we couldn't get it over Laura's boobs, basically. Saying I'm an independent woman, it actually held me back from completing yeah. the job. <laughs> to be fair, it gets stuck, stuck on my boobs too <laughs> if I went in. Uh, so yeah, no, I was really like proud of you for that and, and it's cool to have you there because you said it's really interesting for you to note the progress oh of the yeah property. i loved it i was painting pva glue on the wall got all glue in my hair and eyebrows you love getting stuff and in then there, don't you? i got to use that thing to like drill off all the beading is it called so that the plasterers can do it quicker yeah yeah it's well good fun yeah and we had so we were a bit stressed with the boiler situation, aren't we? Well, you were. Now we're all sorted. I was mega well. stressed. So originally, we were told by quite a few people that the existing cylinder, which is three hundred liter unvented cylinder and like a thirty-eight kilowatt boiler, so a very impressive system, was sufficient enough to provide, um, you know, water to six bathrooms. Uh, obviously, this is an eight bed, eight bath property. However, we will be utilising two showers um, off the electrics. So we needed a system capable of servicing six bathrooms. Now, we were told by a few plumbers initially that the system we've got in there is capable because it is massive and it has been installed. Um, you know, it, it is massive. It is cool. It is good. But I've since done a little bit more digging and we did have people on site saying that they're not sure. So to question it. And after speaking with other developers who have done similar developments, they were under the illusion, and also other heating engineers that I trust from around the country that not local to that site, they said it's pushing it, and they'd probably advise adding to the system, and we're doing that by getting another 300 litre cylinder now, but I was panicking because we're at the stage where we're about to start boarding up, and if we have to run pipe work and stuff after it's going to either delay the lads or it's going to mean that we're going to have to um penetrate and it, it just where we're at in this stage if we're going to add and change the boiler system and run new feeds in we need to do it now but you try and find a heating engineer on the 17th of december hmm. you know yeah, a week before christmas when they're already snowed under because of the season and you know it is it was really tough. I was shooting and firing blanks. Um, but, like, I, I found someone who I think I trust. He's got three days next week. Um, him and his him and his guy. And I've managed to not only get them to come for three days next week, but I've also managed to order a tank um, to install and add to our system that will be arriving Tuesday. So I've no doubt we'll come across problems, to be honest with you. But for now... I've got the green light and I'm going to say that that problem for now is ticked and boxed off. And that was really stressing me out, wasn't it? It really yeah. was stressing me out. I didn't want it to hold or delay the lads and anyone else who I trusted wasn't really free till the end of Jan, which would have really um, 
Yeah. Not been good. Back. Not been good. So it looks like we've overcome that for now, but Boop. that's only provisionally until something happens. So <laughs> we'll see. But it seems to be good and in, 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 it's in a good place. Yeah. That particular situation. We'll keep you posted. <laughs> Hopefully it's done next podcast. Yeah. Can you imagine? I would take that. I would take that. Moving on. We're on to our best and pests of the week. Um, our best is John for Jan. I've put. John for Jan. John for Jan. So that's a, a booking we had come through. Um, that's like a contractor. Um, nice guy. And then he's stayed with us for just a week, hasn't he? No, the, the, he put his lads in for two weeks with us. Um, checked out and then he's this week. asked us to rebook again and for next said, year. Yeah, he said, yeah, nice. we need long-term accommodation. Can we look at... Yeah, can we look at arranging something suitable for long-term from Jan? Um, nothing set in stone and quite strange, really, to not have advanced that conversation. But he said, look, I just need to iron out exactly when we're back and how long we'll need it for. And then he'll be back to, back to us to negotiate and sort that. Um, but yeah, you know, these, these bookings are what we strive bread for. And butter, yeah. Bread and butter, not just because they are... Um, they make good money, but also because once they're in, we can almost box that property off for, mm-hmm. say, however long it might be, three, four, six months. We need not worry about it, and it's recurring income, so it really creates less of a demand on terms of us, yeah. in terms of work, mm-hmm. you know, and time. Cleaners and changeovers. Yeah, massively, so, so you can scale up a lot more, and that's that's the beauty behind our model, the reason we're able to operate you know, 40, nearly 50 properties is because we don't have a massive churnover compared to a lot of other operators who might have 50 properties. Mm. You know, on a weekend they might have, imagine if you've got all your properties oh, yeah. checking Being changed out. changed over. Yeah. yeah, that's... that's it's just like communication and stuff as well, isn't everything, it? Everything, like, it stresses out everything. Even Bandwidth. if they're here for one night, you're still having a lot of communications and questions Well, and IDs, queries, deposits, yeah. questions, so check-ins, cleaners. There's, you know, you... Yeah. The bandwidth and the data that needs to be processed in so many regards because SA systems, if you're rigged up in the right way, is complex. There's a lot of moving parts. So the more the more you can or the less stress you put yeah, on that system, yeah. the more efficient you can be. And it sounds simple saying that, but I don't know, not many people apply that with their models and we do. And we like to think the re- the rewards for it, don't yeah. we? So our best. Thank you, John, for Jan. Big up, John, man. Big up, John. It's so funny because I think we spoke about on the podcast about how we call people Johns. At, you know, yeah, for God's sake, he's just an absolute John. <laughs> yeah. John, my best yeah, mate, John, messaged me saying, what do you mean you're calling people Johns? I was like, shut up, John. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, no, we've changed uh, our tune. We, we love Johns. We love Johns. <laughs> Big up, John. Um, our best of the week. Oh, this is so annoying. It's not, it's not a pest guest, it's just a pet peeve. So in one of our blocks of apartment in Liverpool, so we've got a block of six flats in one block, and there's loads of different beds. So we've got, like, these cool little, like... They're not sofa beds, they're like chairs. They're really funky, aren't they? And they, like, pull out into a bed. Yeah, they're Ikea chair beds. They're cool. They're basically, like, sofa beds, but they're not camp beds where they're... No, they're nicer than Horrible. That. They're, like, high-end... And they look nice as chairs They're as well. high-end luxury... Chair beds, yeah. So single, they're basically like single beds, but um, sorry, they're basically like sofa beds, but for singles. Yeah. So like armchairs that fold out into a into a single bed. Um, so 
Essentially, sorry to hijack your yeah, what you were saying. You. Okay, you go. On it. You go. Essentially, go. That most of the rooms have just got like a double bed in, haven't they? Like a double bed kitchen, bathroom. But then we put all the extra beds in so that we've got extra space for people wanting to. Basically, every single guest that stays there, we have to be like, how many of you are there? What beds do you want? How do you want the beds? Do you want to be in one room, this room, where? And she's doing me, I did. Yeah. So I think to summarise, we have six one-bedroom apartments in this block. However, because they're massive Victorian yeah, Georgian, like you hijacking my post now. You hijacking me. <laughs> so because they're massive, the potential variances in terms of configuration, in terms of how many beds we can set up for guests. You know, for example, in the in three and five, the big ones, we can have I think nine guests in one apartment, mm. ten guests maybe, um, if they want to share the double bed. However. Okay, so we can have nine beds in one apartment, but it is a one-bed apartment, so it's not infrequent that we just get a booking for three or four or five or six or seven or eight or nine. Now, we need to say to the guest, how do you expect or what do you want in terms of bed configuration? How many do you want set up? And that just, again, creates a bit of friction, more moving parts, because previously we had guests who might have booked for three people or even two, expecting there to be two beds set up, but we may have made the assumption that they're a couple, couple yeah. and want to share the same bed, and then they get there and end up kicking off. So we've introduced this measure where we ask them what configuration they want in terms of setup, and that's per apartment. And I think this weekend we had all six all apartments what? at max capacity, so there's a lot to go. There's just a lot happening, right? I don't think it's an issue as such anyway, but it's just annoying for you because you need to double-check with... The guests yes. who have booked what they and want. And they take ages getting back to you because they've got to ask yeah. all their friends. Yeah, and... and then you've got to send that instruction over to Cleaners the housekeepers before to go set up. So, yeah. Exactly what you said, it's those short bookings, isn't it? You're ending up with the shorter weekend booking doing a lot more admin for it. Yeah, so and this is where... It's a perfect example. It's a perfect example of why we annoying. typically don't like... I'm not saying we don't like the Rodney Street apartments, but it's not our... It's not our preferred model yeah. because we are only appealing to these leisure guests who do only stay for maybe a weekend. And that's just reconfirmed to me that I don't like having to deal with all this churn of people because mm. that's where, you know, there's a lot of stress put on us. Ed hates people. I don't. I don't. I hate the <laughs> they churn. They made me laugh. They, um, they checked in yesterday and they messaged us and they were like, we're here, where are you? And I was like... Not we we just don't know. I think they thought they were we were gonna like let them into the house and stuff. Did you see that come through? I didn't see that. Oh, no, it's so but... cute. They were like, "We're here. Where are you?" Like, yeah. Oh, blessed. Just yeah. Stays well, again, like that. You know, to me, that this is why I need to manage, manage people's expectations. expectations. Yeah, yeah they exactly. We're meeting them there. So and... we'll have to look at our prices, but that's not the first I've time that's it. happened. Really, but... I was gonna say I haven't seen anything pop up. It's cute. It was cute. I thought it was cute. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. over over like two three years, yeah. it's not the first time. Some people have, you know particularly older people, their concept of Airbnbs, or they might have only used it once, and they went and stayed in Airbnb, which is like the annex of someone's property, and they personally were introduced, and then they just think and associate that type of mm. yeah, check-in the same for, for everybody. For everybody, everybody, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Cute. Not I love Rodney, by the way. Yeah, they're it's cool. my favourite. <laughs> it's my favourite one we have. I like the big bars in it. 
nice. Yeah, trying to mean, it's, a be- trying it's, it's a beautiful property. Yeah, it's such a nice building. It's prestige real estate. Yeah, it's L1. You know, it's prime, prime real estate. It's lovely. But what I'm saying is it just... Yeah, yeah. The, because our demographic is different. There's different stresses and different... It's just different. Yeah. <laughs> it's just different. Okay, so our topic of the week this week is staging and photography. So we're still staying along with our themes. The reason we did cleaners first last week is because that's something you probably want to get in place um, for by the time you have finished. So our next step for us and our setup journey, gone down, find the property, set it up, blah, 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 and now we're on to actual staging of it. So we think it's really important that we have a professional photographer going, so that's... To, to do our photos and our staging, isn't it? Because yes, absolutely. And I don't know... Don't I don't do think everybody... Don't... No, 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 we do the staging. But well, I was just saying, like, we don't... I don't think everybody, when I've been looking on Airbnb, uses a photographer, and I think that's a really good point for us to tip on, and we're going to obviously yeah. go for that part. I mean, yeah. If you're taking your business seriously and you want to do well, there's yeah. no way you should contemplate not, not using this. a professional photographer. Yeah. Like, let's just make that clear, guys. If you're thinking about using your phone, because granted, the Airbnb, the, I mean, the phones nowadays are cool, but... Makes just, such a difference. Just, no, just no. Get a professional in. The way they take their fo- their, their photographs, um, you know, the resolution, the, the, the cameras they use, the way they edit, you, you, it's, it's not... It's not for debate. Mm. It needs to be professionally done. And the reason it's not for debate is because not only is the end product drastically different, but the importance behind the photos as well, yeah. right? They're the first thing that the guests Some will days. see and judge your your product by. So um, arguably the most important thing is you get these professionally done and showcase your property in its best light with these professional photos. So... Yeah, non-negotiable people. <laughs> <laughs> so generally, we would go around and stage our property at the end of completion. Um, so it's just sorting the finer details, really, isn't it? And kind of framing the product and the rooms. Um, so we'll do a walk around as if we're a guest, have a look at spaces, gaps. This might be our last day where we run and pop out and go and grab some extra bits just to fill spaces and make it look nice and homely. Yeah. Fake plants. Oh my God, so many plants. We just wipe like everywhere we go. I love fake plants though. I know you do. I love a little bit of greenery in there, you know. Not just the colour, but I don't know what it is about plants. You also love the little get naked sign for the bathroom. Uh, I do. I do, yeah. Classic. If you it's ever see that, it's probably a... one of Ed's B&Bs if you ever stay in a bit. Oh, I've started to go off it though, I'm not going to lie. I used to think the first 10, it might have been a bit of, a little bit of my <laughs> trademark, but I think since I've seen other people do it as well, I'm like, Meh. Ooh, you trendsetter. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, tips for staging for us is just um, have your target audience in mind. Um, mm. All of our properties are slightly different how we've done them. Um, St. Ives, I love doing because we put a lot more effort into that well not effort like yeah. we made yeah. the house look amazing and we spent a lot more money on effort just like ornaments money. nicer mirrors nicer vases the bathroom looked all cool. we did all um like uh, nautical stuff didn't we in the bathroom themed yeah you know uh, quality games of sofas and, yeah we bought a load of games a load of books yeah. which we wouldn't necessarily do for um, contractors. contractors, they're not bothered about playing Scrabble. Absolutely not. Contractors um, have a nice comfort. Don't get me wrong, comfort yeah, is what always. we always, always focus on. Um, and the room, the contractor rooms are still really nice, 
But don't get me wrong, they don't have like monopoly in every room. Yeah, we'll keep them a bit more minimalistic, won't we? Yeah. Nice, comfy bed. They've got what they need. Nice sheets. They're functional. And yeah, so you reverse engineer from your target audience for sure. And like you said, um, St. Ives properties north of 15k we've spent. And you can, you love them because you really have the freedom to almost. Just be being really creative. Release, yeah, release your inner interior design self and get creative and it's nice to deliver a product like that and you can get very emotionally attached but that's not to say that it's the most it makes the most business sense logically um hence why i think when i look at the numbers these contract pads for me you know we can set up furnish them not only quickly but relatively cheaply and then get people in for however many months indefinitely I love them. <coughs> yeah. But it is nice to deliver a product like St. Ives where, you know, it's real staple, yeah, beautiful, beautiful, delivering a completely different service, predominantly just to families who are going down for a holiday. So nothing like the contractor pad. So hence, they are very different. And and then I would probably put Rodney somewhere in between, but more towards yeah, the holiday. Rodney's Let's quite trendy, isn't it? Like still it's a very bit beautiful younger, characteristic. Probably. It's central, central Liverpool, isn't it? Yeah. So still get a lot of different variety of guests um and you do get some yeah we've like got like week. cool pictures and a bit funkier like lights and lamps and stuff there haven't we it's a bit more um don't know what the word is it's just a bit more out there isn't it the contract pads we just try and keep quite simple and nice but put effort into them still yeah lots of mirrors what yeah, do you love more plant or a mirror <sighs> oh my god remember when you put that mirror up and it was really high and you couldn't see in it yeah, because, right, my <laughs> argument is, my argument is, a mirror is more than just to look into for your face. I, I, I right, okay. I, I get it, I get it. I should have made it head height. I just wanted to put I it central to the, the wall. No, don't you dare. I wanted to make it central to the wall because for me, it's like what you see in that mirror sometimes as well. And also, I read online and I've never let it go either that mirrors are really good because they make space look, look a lot bigger. bigger, a lot more light. And that's good enough reason for me to put a mirror in the middle of a wall, right? You could literally see the top three hairs on his head. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've got a photo of it. I'll try and find it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then once we finished all of our staging, like we said, we'll, tr- we'll do the setup in a day or two. Um, and then we'll stage it. We'll get our photographer to come at the end of the day as well to come and do all that. We normally pay between like 150 £200. Pounds. Yeah, one fifty two hundred pounds. So just so you've got an idea of price. Are. The quotes we were getting for down in Saint Ives. Yeah, though, were really high. Thousand pounds. Really high. Thousand pounds. So I just sent our guy from Somerset down and paid for his travel. Um, yeah, which is crazy. Which goes to show that they're obviously they know that most of the target market down there is high yeah, end holiday luxury lets. holiday lets, and people pushing that product have already spent a lot of money. They're very emotionally attached. And we'll spend that much money on getting the professional photos done. Mm. Um, for me, it's insane, but clearly yeah, it's, it's dictated by the market. So they're getting, they're getting booked to that price. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, I, we just sent our Somerset yeah, guy down. Guy. And he's good. He's quick. He's good. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, man. Where to find your photographer, similar um, similar to cleaners and stuff, really. We said Bark, the thing we talked about last week, which is a really good site. Online, having a good Google and look around. Referrals are obviously a great one as well. Yeah, especially <clears> if you're in the space. Referrals are good. Referrals are really good. Yeah. And then we 
we like to do a lot of preparation for our photographer before they come so we will tend to go we'll like set the tables up in the kitchen living room with all the cutlery put glasses on the table sometimes buy some breakfast croissants tea yep. coffee just so when they're taking a picture of the room i think you just want to be able to visage some orange juice yourself, you know? classic yeah a bottle of uh Depending on, as well, not for the contractor pads, but we'll get a bottle of champagne. Yeah. Set that with two glasses next to those little bits, you know. that. What's that table on the end of the oh, bed like a called? Tray, like yeah, a fold out some croissants on, we do a bit of that, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I man. love it. I was following him around, wasn't I, last time? He probably hated me. I was like, what are you doing now? What are you doing there? And then I did a Scrabble board in St. Ives, remember? That like, was so I wrote cool. all like Cornwall and stuff on it, but I'm mega dyslexic. So when the photos came back, I'd like spelt all the words wrong. And you were like, that's a really good potential idea, but we can't use this photo. <laughs> <laughs> really good idea. Little spelling ruined it. Seaside spelt of a C, not an S. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we were just saying, like, we we're having a think about where you can use your images as well, just to like, maximise the money you're spending on it and getting exposure. So we'll put them all on our OTAs, um, obviously our AirbnbBooking.com, put them on our websites, you can use them for your social media if you want, you can put them on like other Facebook sites, um, things like Sintai's, you could maybe post that you've got a holiday home if anyone wants to book, and things like guidebooks and stuff. So I think we definitely get our money's worth out of the pictures, don't we? Like, well, of course, I mean, it's, it's a really good point to note actually, not only is it worth the money just for the OTAs, but we can... There is other use cases, like you said, they're on our websites, they're on our socials, mm -hmm. and then for guidebooks in terms of instruction manuals to guests, you can reuse these photos, you know, draw a little circle, here's a lockbox, or whatever you might need to yeah. do. Um, they go a long way, and yeah, just like I said, non-negotiable. Yeah, do it. And yeah, staging's super important as well, because of those factors I mentioned previously. This is the... You know, these guests are going to make a split second yeah, opinion on, picture. on pictures. So, yeah, nothing to take lightheartedly. Super important. Hopefully, you didn't need to hear that from us, to be fair. Um, but I hope that those little staging tips and tricks are points that you may get value from. Mm. Um, but yeah, and then also in terms of what we pay, uh, 185, maybe 165, I think, sometimes um, for our photographers. Yeah. So, all good, done, happy? All good, done, yeah. There you go, that's a nice long one for you. Hopefully that was useful and you're going to all go and Google Photographers now, get some nice pics done. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so, thank you very much, guys, for listening. See you next week and you know what? <gasps> Have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have a great Christmas. Um, please feel free to give us a Christmas present, just a simple like, follow, share, whatever it is on podcasts, I always forget. And a fake plant. Give us five stars, um, that'd be amazing. Um, yeah, we know we really appreciate the support, the like, the love, and bye-bye. Bye! -bye. Bye.